Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start off with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture that we're coming out of today is Matthews 5 and 9. It says, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate with instead of compete or fight. That when you discover who you are and your place in God's family. Again, it says you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you are and discover your place in God's family. God wants you to be able to be a peacemaker. Blessed be the peacemakers. That's what the scripture says. You have to be able to be that peace because being petty, being vengeful, getting revenge shows nothing of God because that doesn't show qualities of love. So remember that when you get in situations, be that peacemaker and point people back to Jesus. With that being said, dear Father God, we just thank you, God. God, we thank you for bringing us here, God. We, God, we just ask you to be in the midst. God, let's be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable. Let's be able to get out there and talk to the multitudes. Let's be able to spread the gospel. Let somebody hear something today that says, what can I do to be saved? Plant the seed, God. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. God, we thank you for the rest and the peace that you give that nobody else could give us. So, God, we just ask you to enlarge Anointed Radio's airwaves, enlarge our territory. Let's be able to get to new masses, new audience, new people, new countries, new cities, new platforms. God, bless everybody under the sound of my voice to have a new revelation of who you truly are. Show them a breakthrough, a revelation of, of how to be so they can get to where they're supposed to be. And we, God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And we said that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Again, this is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is that you can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. You could uh, follow me on Insta Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, all those good things. Make sure you follow me at Anointed Jalon. And if you want any of my music, make sure you go check out my music on all music digital streaming platforms from the Jesus You Make Me Happy, Renew My Praise, My Team Rep, Jesus, Slip Away, and Wake Up Bless. You can be able to download those today. And with that being said, I'm going to introduce some of my absent co-hosts, my absent co-hosts. We have Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody's favorite auntie here in Las Vegas. Make sure you go check her out at Dr. Marvinetta Clay, Clay Marvinetta, or be able to see her at Worship Forever One, where she can make you anything custom. And we have Miss Boss Barbie. Boss Barbie, our sports analyst here at Anointed Radio, covering all the different games. We're in the works of talking with UNLV, so there's a lot of great things um, in the works. So make sure you follow her at boss underscore underscore Barbie um, on Twitter and boss underscore underscore world on Instagram. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring the co-host that's in the studio today. We have Miss Brittany Marley and we have Benzel Washington, everybody. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you. What's up, everybody? I am Brittany Marley, and you can find me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley. And you can also tune into another show that I'm on called Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly dot Yes, yes. You can. My name is Ben. You can find me on Instagram at, at Benzel underscore Washington nineteen ninety three, repping for all the ninety nineties, the babies. Yes, sir. Also, you can find me also on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I actually just deleted my Snapchat, so you can't find me there no more. Uh, but <laughs> um, I do a podcast with my wife called Kiss the Kids Goodnight Podcast. Uh, we talk about all types of relationship things, marital things, uh, things that might intrigue your interest. So please uh, follow us there. Uh, we have a Facebook page as well, as well as a YouTube page where I, you know, talk. Uh, uh, me and my family, we do a lot of skits and everything like that. It's called The Johnsons with a U. Uh, you can find us there on YouTube. So check us out. Amen. With that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest that we have today. We have Miss Jazzy B. Um, she's a book author. Um, coming out with her first 
um, book and it's going to be something that I feel like everybody in the audience should go and follow, go buy, do all those great things. But as we um, introduce her, let everybody, let's give her a round of applause. Miss Jazzy B. She is in the studio. Miss Jazzy B, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, no problem. Where can everybody find you? So you guys can find me on IG. So uh, my name on IG is the underscore author underscore Jazzy B. And that's Jazzy with an I. Um, so J-A-Z-Z-I and then B. Amen. So with that, before we go into any further, if you have it, make sure you share, like, subscribe. I need you to go and tag your friend, your cousin, your auntie and them. Make sure everybody is tagged on there. And if you did not do it, do it today. Download the Anointed Radio app. The Anointed Radio app is 24-hour gospel entertainment shows, talk shows, all those things that you need that you can listen to 24 hours uninterrupted from commercial. So make sure you download the Anointed Radio app, Las Vegas' number one gospel station. With that being said, we got some announcements. We have a lot of announcements coming out, so I'm going to just go ahead and get them out now. So we have the uh, Christian Hip Hop Cypher. The Christian Hip Hop Cypher is September 23rd and 24th. It's going to be during iHeartRadio here in Las Vegas. We have MC Nice. We have The Truth. We have Miss Tiffany. They're all going to be judges for this cypher. Um, it's $25,000 worth of cash money going for independent Christian hip hop artists. First of its ever. A lot of times Christian artists have to go out and spend their own money. This one's actually investing back into the artist. So make sure you come out and support um, the the Christian hip hop, the CHH Cypher and Music Summit here in Las Vegas. It's going to be at the West Library and at UNLV on the 23rd and on the 24th. The next thing is we have the actual ministers versus musicians basketball charity game, which myself is going to be playing on the minister side. So we're going to win. And you could check us out at Doolittle. Tickets at the door, $7. All of it goes to um, Breast Cancer Awareness. This is a charity game for breast cancer awareness. So definitely come uh, see, you know, my Spice Adam debut as a basketball player, you know, out here in these streets and um, see the musicians go down. Ministers versus um, musicians, October 1st charity game. With that being said, the only announcement I have is the Raiders are playing this Sunday. So, with the Raiders coming for the sports, um, Boss Barbie's not here, so I get to run it my way. The Aces, they're still chasing for the finals. Definitely support the Lady Aces. The Aces are doing their things out there. UNLV should be playing about right now. Definitely support your UNLV Rebels. They're definitely going out there. They got their first win. They're going for their second. So let's definitely make sure we support our actual hometown teams. The Aviators are doing a great thing. The Lights are doing great. And the Knights are in reset, but they're going to come back. So with everything being said, make sure you follow all of our media partners in sports from the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Aces, um, the Las Vegas Lights, the Golden Knights, and the Aviators. With that, Miss Brittany, you ready? I am. For this or that? <laughs> I'm ready. Are y'all ready? Oh, I think I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, here we go, Jazzy B. All you do is choose in between which one. I give you two options. You choose whatever you prefer. So here we go. Starting light, Nintendo or Sony? Sony. Really? Sony. All right. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to go with Sony, too. What? Yeah. Uh. PlayStation be fire. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, now. I have a PS5. What do you Back mean? Back then, were you Sony? Like, as a child, was it Sony? I had every one. I actually had a, actually had a Dreamcast actually when I was a child. A Dreamcast. A Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. Nintendo sixty four. I had all this. I never had. All right. <laughs> um, hip hop or I or R and B. R and B. All right. Looks, yeah. Looks or personality. 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 Words or actions. 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 Yeah. All right. Um. I have to go. I know this group likes details, so let me give a detail. If you are out with a friend and y'all always go out to eat and y'all always like split appetizers or something like that, would you rather split the bill or take turns paying? 
Take turns. Mm. Take turns. Wow. Um, I said, mm, split the split the bill. Okay. All right. <laughs> you sure uh, about that? How you said it didn't seem so right. Sure. I had to make sure my wife wasn't around real quick, so I, you know. I said with a friend or something. <laughs> oh, with a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take turns, definitely. Oh. All right. Uh, carpet or hardwood floors? Hardwood. hardwood floor. Carpet. All right. Um, in a brownie, do you like it with nuts or no nuts? With no nuts. nuts. Throw the brownie away. I don't like brownies. Oh. That was up. Oh. That was not the question, but okay, sweet. That's <laughs> Lord. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, sleep on the left side of the bed or the right side. I'm definitely a left. Lefty. I don't know what side I'm on, but wherever the bed is at, I'm sleeping. All right. Um, eighties <laughs> or nineties music. Nineties. 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 Yeah. Um, do you sleep with the TV on or off? Off. off. On. Got to have it completely black. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, looking at the guys' faces, I can already tell what this answer is going to be. So, Jazzy B, for your man, would you rather have facial hair or it, mm-hmm. have it clean and smooth? Facial hair. Manicured, but facial hair. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to rub the beard. Right. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> looking at your faces, I already know the answer to that. Um, rather have loose guidelines or clear instructions? Clear, clear instructions. Yes. For what? You said what? It, for what? It depends. I just, I don't know. Are you a person who you need a, you would rather have a little bit of space to kind of do your own thing? Or would you do you want it like just strictly laid out for you? If it's creative, then loose guidelines. Mm-hmm. If it's not a creative, then I would like strict guidelines. So I know exactly what we're looking to perform. All right, boss. Okay. Um that wasn't, that wasn't what she said. <laughs> it depends though. You Listen, she is the guest. She's the guest. She can answer it how she answers it. You, however, sir, know how this game goes. Okay. I guess I digress. <laughs> um, write a letter or send an email. Send an, send email. an email. Obviously. All right. Last one is a question. How long should you be dating before you start buying gifts? Since you guys are all married, how long was it for y'all since before you actually started buying gifts or celebrating Valentine's Day or doing those little lovey-dovey things? Okay, so I have context to this, all right? <laughs> okay. For me. I like the context. Right. For me, <laughs> and then again, I'm just speaking for me again. I, I would probably say, i probably say about three months. You lying. Because because <laughs> 90 days will tell you everything you need to know about the person you're going to be with. And if you want to spend money like that, I don't want to spend money on just somebody who I'm just, you know, who is, is gone. I want to spend money on somebody who I feel like I can build with. So if we in 90 days would probably be the time for me. Ben, you know you was buying gifts on day one. Nope. Ask my wife. Ask her. When you see her tomorrow, ask her. See her. I will. <laughs> I'm going to. I have to ask this question. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't know. From me... I say, because when I went on dates, I brought, you bring gifts, don't you? Flowers, things like that. To be able to court with somebody, you bring gifts. I brought this for you, things like that. So I don't, I don't think there's a she time. Says, when... She said celebrate Valentine's Day. Though. That's oh, okay, so if you, if you just start dating the beginning of December, mm-hmm. are you going to celebrate Valentine's Day? Are you exchanging gifts? In December, man, I'm going to be honest about it. I, de- I started dating my wife in December, was married by almost val- Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. I- I'm a horrible example if there was if that wasn't the way to go. So I'm just going to put that out there. So it's just opinion, just opinion. So yeah, we celebrate Valentine's because obviously we've been married for I, I will definitely say that that's my love language. So I'm giving gifts immediately. Like that's just how I, I communicate. Like if I like you, you're going to get a gift. 
So rather it's something expensive or rather it's something just thoughtful. I like mm-hmm. to get the gifts that get reactions. So definitely mm-hmm. getting a gift like day one. Well, not day one because I got to get to know you a little bit. But Relating. first month. The first month. Basically. Okay. All right. Yes. Good to know. Real quick. I think I'm going to revise my answer because now that I think about it, I think it was after two months. I think it wasn't three. It was two months. So I yeah. knew you was capping. Right. I had, to think, I had to think about it. I was I like, did I? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love you, Val. <laughs> <laughs> you watching. I was thinking about that, what he said earlier. He was like, I got to make sure my wife's not. I'm like, she's watching. She's yeah. Definitely watching. So she heard you. With that being said, that was this or that. Um, and we're going to do a little quick Pastor J icebreaker question. And Quick Pastor J icebreaker question. Before that, let's go to commercial and say, did you download the Anointed Radio app? Because if you didn't, you should download the Anointed Radio app. And if you're watching this right now, make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Show the support. Cost you nothing. So go ahead and like it. If all my YouTube people, go ahead and like the uh, like button. Pound that button so you can get the notifications every time that we go live. And if you didn't check out, you could follow us on all social media to see updates, great things, and, and, and stuff like that at LV Anointed Radio. And if you are artists or a business owner and you want highlights and, and be able to showcase what you do, Email us at LV Anointed Radio and we'll be able to work with you and talk to you, get you some coverage and exposure to what you're doing. Because we like highlighting here at Anointed Radio people and their gifts and their purpose. With that being said, back to normal programming. So um, the passenger icebreaker question is this. If you had to choose any country to live in other than the one you live in, where would you go? I won't wait for you, Jazzy B. This this one's just for you. Okay. So for me, it would be South Africa. Um, and the reasoning for South Africa is because it's a coastal country. Um, most of it is, shall I say. And I would love to go to Africa and live there. And like I said, it would just be really dope to just look around and just see a whole bunch of water. They still have castles there and things of that nature that are unclaimed that you could possibly even buy. Um, I kind of fan out over South Africa. I've never been, but it's definitely on my bucket list to do. Amen. Okay. With that, um, we're going to go into the interview phase and um, start asking more about you and asking more about you. Um, I wanted to first ask for the audience, where is your hometown and where do you reside now? So just to be clear, you said for the audience, for you. Okay. This is all you. It's you. This is all you all about you. So my hometown is Richmond, El Cerrito. I say both because I kind of split my time between both equally. Um, Where do I reside currently right now? I am residing in Pittsburgh, California, and I truly like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah. Bay Area stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So one one thing to kind of ask is what got you into writing? Honestly, I've been writing forever and a day. That used to be my outlet as a child. I just never wanted to share it, to be honest with you. So that was something that was really, really, really new. So the writing is not um, new, but the sharing is new. Like letting other people see what I've been doing or what I can do, that's really, really new for me. But I've been writing forever and a day. That's my outlet. So with writing... I wanted to ask, what was something that you can do to overcome writer's block? Honestly, writer's block is the moment where you stop and you're overthinking it. Because when it's a topic that you're truly passionate about, you really don't experience writer's block, right? So if you're doing something creative or even like 
when I was doing papers, right? So as most people know, like I've, I've been in school, I, I have a master's degree, so I've written numerous papers and I've never really sat there and had a moment where I'm just like, oh, I can't write anything or anything like that. Because when you're passionate about a topic, you have an opinion, you literally like blurt it out. So I call it bleed on the paper. So I always bleed on the paper and then I come back and then I'll edit it to make sure it's appropriate for the right audience or rather it's going to be something that's creative rather it's going to be something that's you know academic and things of that nature it just kind of depends but as far as writer's block you just have to stop overthinking it and honestly it'll just start flowing um if you find yourself in writer's block nine times out of ten you're really like really overthinking it like just pull back you obviously had something to say that's why you got started um if you're in the class you paid attention in class hopefully you have something to say. Everyone has something to say. Um, and I'll just say it. That's it. That's all. Yeah, I no. like that. Bleed okay. on the paper. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now, I had a question. Because for me, when I was in high school, I, I I never liked English. English was like my worst subject. I was a math person. I like math. I like numbers. That's what I was. But I guess uh, my question for you is that, you know, when you first started to, like, write, um, what was the maybe uh, the, the challenges that you faced in regards to, you know, putting your thoughts and putting it on paper, was there anything that would uh, uh, help you, inspire you, or maybe some things that might have challenged you? I would definitely say more on the challenge side. For me, because the book is talking about my journey into motherhood, um, and it's talking about, uh, actually, the name of my chapter is called um, This Wasn't My Birth Plan. And it's very detailed and I had to be very vulnerable and I have two kids eight and ten and they both read they read read like they'll be reading this book and I had to make sure like I'm not sharing too much because they're part of this story and I had to consider them as well as just basically making sure that I'm still telling my truth I'm still telling my testimony and I still have my reason and rationale on why but I'm not doing teen too much right like, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here just giving all the the details that really don't need to be shed because they're not minds to give. You get what I'm saying? That I had to have other people in consideration um, when I was writing. So I couldn't bleed too much, but I wanted to bleed just enough on the paper to the point where people could get the emotions. They can hear the testimony in my chapter. Um, and I would say that was probably my biggest challenge with writing for this piece specifically. Mm-hmm. So you said that, I don't know, I'm still stuck on that bleed on paper. I bleed on paper in my journal <laughs> to God. I, I, Me too. I feel that so hard. Um, but you said that you aren't or you weren't used to pretty much telling the world um, or sharing with the world your thoughts and all of your feelings or whatever. So how has that felt? Is it freeing? Is it kind of nerve wracking or is it both? It is definitely both. So I will tell you that right now we're in pre-sales. So um, I know what it looks like. So I've obviously seen the mock-up and everything and stuff like that. But people haven't got a chance to read my chapter yet. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're going to react to the chapter just yet. You know, Um, my kids haven't got a chance to read it just yet. So I'm still in that anticipation phase. I'm still nervous. But I'm also happy that I was brave enough to do that because the things that I actually go ahead and admit to in that chapter are my truth, right? And I don't say that to glorify what I've done because nobody's perfect, right? I put it out there that maybe someone won't go down the same trail that I did and somebody Mm -hmm. won't make the same mistake that I did. Um, Or even if someone did make the same mistake or if somebody's in the same situation, they would be able to know they're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my testimony in my chapter talks about, you know, how I felt, but I felt so alone in those moments. So I really wish that I would have had, because I'm an avid reader. Um, mm-hmm. So I wish I would have had somebody that I could have been like, oh, so-and-so went through this, or I saw so-and-so live this life or X, Y, and Z. And it would have been really dope to have that. So now I get to be that voice for somebody else. Exactly. So what were some of the things that you talked to God about during this process? Ooh, am I doing the right thing? (laughs) Um, Also, more so 
like you hear the title, this wasn't my birth plan. So obviously it has some control issues in my chapter. And I really was trying to control every aspect of becoming a mother. So for some people who may not know, a birth plan is where you kind of put it out there to the health professionals, how you want to bring your child into the world. I created a birth plan when I wasn't even pregnant. <laughs> so um, needless to say, I'm a planner. And so I just kind of was telling God, I was like, oh, so this is how we're going to do it. Not <laughs> like I created the world or anything like that, but oh, I'm just going to tell you how it's going to go. And when it doesn't go to plan, you're just kind of like, okay, God, what's going on? Like, why are you not listening to me? I gave you the plan. Like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, okay, that was your plan, but we're going to do mine. So I don't know why you keep talking to me about this. So definitely will say that conversation and, and learning how to be a passenger instead of trying to be a driver and fighting over the steering wheel was probably the biggest thing during this journey. One thing I could definitely add on to that is I feel like a lot of times in our lives, we tell God how it's going to go. Oh, and I feel, I feel like God be laughing. Cause he's like, oh, you don't know what what's coming. Like, you think you're going to do that, but it's not going to happen that way. So, one thing I could definitely um, attest to is that, and even if it's not to your birth plan, how you thought your life would be. So mm -hmm. many people, by the time that they say they were 30 or got into their 30s, they thought that their life would be, oh, I didn't got married, had kids, went to college, did this, did that, what the world tells you to do, and we talked about this, I believe, in last December. That's what drove up suicide rates so much because of unrealistic expectations of how life is. And you don't know what tomorrow brings. That's why in the Bible it says, do not you know, worry yourself about tomorrow because there's enough stresses in today. You know, so it, it, it's it's crazy to even think that we can even try to control something where we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So one thing I would ask you on that aspect is what were some of the things that you did to kind of change your mindset on having all this control and knowing that it wasn't going, it seemed like the more you try to control, the more worse it got. That was definitely a factual statement in my journey. Um, the more I tried to drive, the more that I got into car accidents, Let, let's just put it like that. So I, you know how people say, Jesus, take the wheel. I was trying to take the wheel from him. Mm -hmm. And I was just crashing in the trees, going off road. It was just, it was really bad. And so for me personally, just kind of getting to the point of realizing the more that I actually let go, the more I submit, the more I change my prayers instead of it, me asking God for something. And instead of asking God to teach me what to want, that was a really big thing. Um, realizing that at the end of the day, the kids weren't even mine in the first place. So they're his and asking God, how does he want me to cultivate his kids? Right. Um, and that takes out a lot of responsibility. And it's funny how, not really funny, but it's amazing actually how much more response I got by actually including him in there and asking him, well, what do you want me to do with your kids today? Like mm -hmm. I wake up and I'd be like, okay, I'm the babysitter today. So what do you need me to do? And things of that nature. And once I start realizing it's a different approach Mm -hmm. on how to, you know, be a mom and how to raise kids. I was like, oh, this is freeing. You know, my shoulders got to relax a little bit because I was like, okay, this is what he means when, you know, his yoke is easy. Okay, so if I give it to you, I don't have so much on my shoulders and on my back that I have to carry because now you're giving me the playbook. You're giving me the game. All mm -hmm. I have to do is ask. And instead of trying to create the plays, I now just run them. For somebody that's um, and that's a great answer. I'm glad to you already explained that definitely because that would that that's that's great. Um, with that um, so so I, in regards to people that want to, I guess I guess put their work out there like you are. Uh, what advice what advice would you give to uh to somebody if you know somebody starting out in this uh in this game? Well, I will definitely say um just a little history about the book. The book is called Mom's Truth. Um, and it's actually an anthropology. So we have a visionary, Patrice Sterling, um, that got 16 mothers all together. Mm -hmm. So we all wrote our individual chapters. So everybody actually has like a very own topic. You know, we have some mothers that talk about, um, you know, unfortunately kids that were lost 
and how did they come back? And now they have children, you know, so they were miscarrying and things of that nature. We have moms that talk about mental health while mothering, um, mothers who have dealt with kids with chronic illnesses, as well as even kids who are now transgender and how to deal with that. Um, because being a parent is very, very hard and there's no playbook. Cause trust me, if there is, I'm a need, I'm gonna need a copy of that. Okay. But um, <laughs> it, there's, there's no playbook okay. that tells you exactly how to be a parent. And so I will definitely say coming together and having that, that partnership, I would love for other people to do that. So maybe instead of my suggestion, instead of going out and always trying to have like your own individual book, maybe collect together with like-minded people and stories that have a similar um, topic or a storyline or something to that extent and doing an anthropology. Because at that point in time, you have so many different voices and opinions, yet we're all mothers. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that's really big because then you get to see the diversity in motherhood. It, mm -hmm. it isn't just one way. There's not just one way that you become a mother. Um, and I definitely would say for anybody who's starting out, work with fellowship, you know, communicate with other people who have the same ideas, create an anthropology, rather you are the visionary or you find a visionary, which is just basically a person who coordinates all of these people together to write it. And then at that point in time, you guys can also share costs um, and things of that nature to get the books bounded and, you know, copywritten and things of that nature. So collaboration is my biggest thing, I would say, when you're starting out. Awesome. So one thing I would ask on on the writing aspect. So is this it? I would like to say yes, but we all know the answer is no. So now that I've gotten a taste of what it's like to put your story out there, and like I said, I've been writing since I was in high school. I started out writing poetry and then from poetry went to just doing creative art pieces and just writing stories. That's kind of been my outlet, even I journal as well. Um, when it comes to me and me and God having our devotional time, I'm just journaling, I'm just writing. So to be honest, it, it's probably not. I actually have an idea and it actually isn't based off of motherhood, it's actually based off of marriage. And I just really wanna have that conversation because I feel that it's not only freeing, but you also help other people when you talk about something that someone's going through and someone can relate. Because when you go through marriage, as most of us on here are married, you understand there's going to be days where you're like, hmm, did I make the right decision or the wrong decision? Like, I do not know. Mm -hmm. um, but to have that voice or that wisdom, you know, God says, seek out wise counsel. And if you have a book that is telling you wise counsel, then I definitely think that it would help many people. And at the end of the day, that's all I want to do. I want to make sure that someone doesn't feel alone. Because there's nothing like feeling alone. Like that's the devil's playground is yeah. when you're alone in your mind, just thinking about things and you don't have that wise counsel, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because if you think about most of the time, the enemy tries to get you by yourself so that you can overthink about everything you're doing. Like mm -hmm. not, and it's, it's subtle things. And if you really think about it, he doesn't do a, a difficult playbook. He's like, but are you doing it right? Are you supposed to be there? These little two-liners that got your whole world upside down because you're like, am I supposed to be here? Am I, not, am I, am I supposed to do that? And, and, and it, it's, just a, it's, it's just noise. That's all it is. It's, it's a whole bunch of noise, especially. Um, and it goes back to what Brittany Marley said. I don't, it, it's way deeper. I don't, I don't know why I'm about to make it deep. About how you go to sleep. Some people go to sleep without a TV on. Some people go to sleep with a TV on. I go to sleep with a TV on because I want to cancel out the noise of silence. Sometimes that silence make you overthink into things and make you go into lanes that you don't need to be into make your mind go places that you doesn't need to go and it doesn't keep you on track with some people silence does the opposite it silences everything but then your head your your voice your your that that 
that word that you keep hearing in your head keeps going over and over again where you're like, man, did I do that right today? Mm-hmm. And you bring in yesterday's issues into today. So one thing I, I definitely say is you, you have to control what you think about. And that comes into discipline, especially self-discipline. As a Christian, I feel like a lot of times we go and have a lot of impulsive um, personalities, impulsive issues when it comes down to things. And we make it way more complicated than what it's supposed to be. When it comes to self-discipline, it means to stay to a schedule, stay to a routine, stay to your word, stay to prayer, and don't give up on it because that's part of the armor of God. If We always talk about the armor of God, but if you can't be disciplined enough to always put it on, you're going to always get your butt whooped. You wonder right now why you just like, man, as soon as I get, I'm watching Facebook getting my butt whooped. I'm, I'm telling you, it's because you're not, and, and it says we have the power of self-discipline. In Timothy, it says we have the power of self-discipline, but a lot of us don't give into that power because either it's procrastination, laziness, or just, we don't like people telling us what to do. And that's a prideful spirit, which your ego is getting you beat up for some reason. And you don't know why that is. So one thing I would ask is, did you feel like a lot of times your ego got in the way in this writing, um, in in writing your chapter? Honestly, no. I'll be transparent. Ego isn't my struggle um, by any means. But I will say what did get in the way um, is more so of that discipline and that consistency because when writing you do have deadlines because you have outside editors you have to turn in documentation at um, certain periods of time and I definitely was that person where I was like oh my goodness the deadline is next week and you haven't finalized your stuff so I will say that that was my my bigger issue is to be disciplined and to literally stick to the schedule um, and not saying, oh, okay, well, I'll just put it off to next week. I was like, I had more than enough time to get it done instead of waiting towards the end um, to finish and finalize things. So I'll definitely say that was more so. But ego, no. I I know I'm not perfect. I will say I'm there now. You would have asked me this question maybe about mm, five years ago, maybe even seven years ago. May not have the same answer, but here and now, oh no, no, ego's gone. <laughs> gone. I'm done. He he broke that out, and I, I'm very appreciative. Um, I know I can't do anything by myself, like, and I do mean anything from breathing to walking to I literally mean anything. There is nothing that I can do by myself because I don't have the power. And I feel that once you recognize who really has the power, mm-hmm. you just, you can't, you can't really have that ego. Like, I don't even understand how it's possible to have an ego if you know who God is. If you have an intimate relationship and you really understand who he is, there's no way possible you can have an ego. Just, just not realistic. And if you do, he will break it. Right. <laughs> he will bring right. you down. He will bring you down no matter how hard you try to fight it. He will bring you down. Facts. He will um, definitely level you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I like what you were saying about um realizing that your children aren't yours. You know that they don't belong to you. They are not your property. They belong to God because that's like a um I don't know. I think that's a place that I've come to realizing with my own child. Right. And this is an interesting book to me because I love to hear people's testimonies. I love to read people's testimonies. And as a mother who had her child at 16. Right. So I had my son at 16. And so here lately, I find myself like looking back, not like there's no regret about my son whatsoever. (laughs) Let's make that clear. But you kind of like, I look back and I'm kind of like, dang, 16, not only did I not know who I was, I didn't know who I was in Christ. So kind of raising him is like kind of, and we, me and my child laugh about it all the time. I'm just like, you were the test baby. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of like the test baby. That's like, that's our joke in the house. And his joke is I grew up with you because literally you did. Like he has known me from stage to stage. When I knew what 
I was doing. And I'm not going to say I all the way know what I'm doing right now. He is 17 and will soon be going off to college soon. And so I kind of look back on that. But one of the things that God reminds me is, I was with you then and I'm with you now. It's like you don't have to look back. And even though like I'm growing up in Christ and I have matured in Christ and there was nothing outside of praying for a, a, a test. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back then there was no relationship. God was like he was mine to begin with. You having him at 16 did not make him no longer mine. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I don't know. That's like a very interesting thing. And if you like, I didn't know anybody who was a teen mom. I mean, I had cousins, but it wasn't like it was one of those things that I did not want to be that I ended up becoming. And so uh, with my family, I felt like I'll just say this. I felt like it was nothing wrong with it. Do you get what I mean? Like it was just a pattern um, on one side of my family. But for me, it was like, it, it's not okay with me that I was 16 and pregnant, but it is what it is. Um, so I feel like if that book for people, once you read other people's testimonies, once you hear what they have gone through, I think that would really be helpful because like you were saying, if you had a guidebook, if you had something to feel like you weren't alone in that, yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a question. It was more like a statement. I'm sitting here thinking about what you were saying about testimony, and I think it's deep. If anybody's one, she said that collaboration thing, somebody should do a collaboration book called The Power of the Testimony because um, I'm, I, that's what you're talking about. Testimonies, hearing somebody's way, because I feel like in Christianity, we're told pray, but they don't give you no guidelines to pray. You're like, all right, pray. How? Like if I didn't know the Bible, if I didn't know, I just came day one in church. How do I do that? You know, we'll fast and pray and read your word. Some some people don't read out loud. So now you're telling people to go read a word that they might not have true understanding of. And it's just like, but a testimony has power because you're explaining what you did exactly. So that is for visual learners like myself, I've always been that visual learner. Like, okay, what it mean to be saved? Well, be saved. All right, that doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to figure it out. And when I figure it out, I always got in trouble. But I'm telling you, when someone shows their testimony, it's deep. That's why I used to love, when you thought about the elders of our family, they always gave their testimony of how they got out. How not to do these because they've been, what the old folks used to say, I've been there, done that, got a postcard. I don't want you to follow my same mistakes. And those were testimonies. Those were mm -hmm. true testimonies where we could be able to say, I relate this granddad, uncle, auntie, grandma, whoever telling me what they went through. And if you think about it, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just new technology, new faces, new people. You learn clearly from testimonies. That's why I, feel, I believe there's, there's power in the testimony. I just wanted to put that out there. But go ahead, Ms. Ms. Brittany. Oh, no, I was done. I mean, I'm about to agree with what you're saying. There is power in the testimony because I think the testimony takes away the shame of other people. It takes away your shame to hear that you're not as messed up as you as you thought you were or you didn't mess up as bad as you thought you were. I think for me personally, like we always talk about community and fellowship, but I agree with those things. But because of my experience, literally, like I learned this way. I learned how to pray this way. Like my dad and my mom, prayers, Christians, talk, love God, talk about God all, all the time. But even if somebody tells you, I always, I agree with you. I always say how, you know, that's my thing. Like, tell me how, don't just tell me, but tell me how. But really like, for me, it was literally just, okay, I'm here. Now, God, like, this is me. This is all of me. I'm here. And then I started, I just sat there and waited. You know what I mean? And then the conversation started. Literally, that's what prayer is. And I think people think it's this deep thing. But no, it's literally just a conversation. Like you said, that bleeding on that page, that is what I do. <laughs> like, that is not a joke. Every, right. every issue I have, every celebration I have, God is the first one 
that I talk to in the morning. He's the first one that knows anything about me. He's the first, like he is, when I say he's my best friend, that's not an exaggeration. That's not trying to be holy, holy. That's because it started here. Nobody, nobody could tell me, oh no, it's okay. It was this, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you think about it, it's real simple. Like I think I think a lot of people overcomplicate it, especially when God is telling you your assignment, telling you the simple task, because one thing that I felt like is deep and I don't know why God brought this memory back to me. I remember how how to ask how to pray, because I always thought you had to do the old father, God, or <laughs> in heaven, God, father. <laughs> some people say, daddy, God, dear daddy, God out there. But somebody <laughs> broke it down to me so simple. And she was like, this is how I learned how to pray. You ain't got to do it exactly like me. But she was like, man, God, you bombed today. You really helped me today with so-so. And it was no structure. It was just you having a conversation. And that's how I learned how to pray. It was through that lady really breaking it down, not telling me you should pray. Okay, we'll read the Lord's Lord's Prayer. Okay. Yeah, they give from a the theologian standpoint. Level. Yes, yeah. it gives you the breakdowns of what you could pray for, how to pray, and things like that. But from a person that don't know the Bible, don't know uh, the church rhetoric and things like that, it's really about like how, like how can I do it? And somebody showing you how they did it, you could always put your own flair. It's like cooking. I could teach you how to make gumbo, but you will make a gumbo. Everybody on here will make a gumbo with the basis because it's the same basis, but with your own flair. And I feel like in Christianity, a lot of people aren't showing their way. They're showing what they want people to see. Mm -hmm. And it makes an unrealistic like standard where other people are like, I can't even do that. I can't. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to tell. I'm going I'm to tell y'all today. There was people that did that to me. And I would say, I guess I'm going to hell because there's no way I could reach that. Mm-hmm. Until somebody broke that down to me, it was like, no, that's unrealistic. They're not even being truthful with themselves. Most most people try to front, and it goes back to those questions you said, Brittany, is deeper than what you thought. I told you if you had those questions today, they was gonna be deep. What you said about words or actions. A lot of people's words is what they're proving to be, their actions is proving who they are. Okay. And that's something that I, I sit there and I think about because a lot of people, and we live in a fictitious, fake world now in social media where so many people are like, oh, I got the perfect marriage. Oh, I got the perfect life. Oh, I got the perfect this. Oh, look at my car. And, and then with the car, they, they about to get repoed. Their marriage is almost on the brink of divorce. Uh, divorce. And then freaking their, their life is, they suicidal and they going through some old things and they got a mask of a smile. And it's just like, when you give a testimony, it's really showing what the 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 duality of hu- humanity, of you dealing with your humanity and being spiritual at the same time. And then when I think about that, I think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He showed his human side where he 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 was just floored. But then he said, you know, but let your will be done. That was deep to me because that's what we do. There's times where you know you wanted to give up, but you're just like, you know what, God. If you let me get through this one time, I'll I, I definitely, I'll make it through. And, and, and it's simple. I don't know why we're talking about this today, but back to your book. Um, it's just- <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's actually, it, it kind of ties into it because one of the things like I've really learned over this time period of being a mother is that God can't bless who you pretend to be. Mm-hmm. So as I sat there and I pretended to be okay, he couldn't bless that. But it was as soon as I said, I don't know what to do. Like, I need help. I need all the help. Help me now. Mm-hmm. It ain't enough. I need all that. Please run that playbook. Please tell me what to do next. I surrender. I'm done. I'm tired of trying to make the plan. And he was like, okay, baby, we'll go get in the passenger seat. I'm going to drive us there. And he's been the best driver ever since. It wasn't until that happened that I was even able to be, I would say, sane. I, I, I would think I was going just a tad bit crazy um, with that. And I mean, it even ties into the prayer that you're talking about. I honestly think in my own personal opinion that he created marriages and parenthood to bring us closer to him in prayer. Because <laughs> if you really do an audit, 
<laughs> on all the things you pray about, I can guarantee you your number one is probably your marriage and or your children. Yeah, at least. And I'm just I'm just saying because you get to that point and you really learn how to pray. Like you said, it doesn't go down to the Father God. Then no, we're hit. No, 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 no. It goes uh-huh. like uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> it goes down directly to Daddy. Listen, because that that's what I call it. I'm Daddy. Listen, um, your boy over here tripping. Get yeah. get your boy. And I'm normally talking about my husband when I say that. I'd be like, get get your boy, because he's trying it. Or I'd be like, get your kids. Get your kids, please, because they're trying me today. And touch touch them before I do, Lord. Please. Like, please. <laughs> like, really, please. And so that, that all ties together. So that's why you're on that, because they literally follow and flow into each other. You can't have one without the other. You can't have a marriage without talking about prayer. And if you do... I know that you're in the psych ward. I know that you are because you have to be going crazy. There is no possible way that you can actually manage marriage, a thing that God created without God. There's no way you can manage people, your children, which are people, right? Without managing or talk, not managing, but talking to God who actually created them. There, there's literally no way. That's why you mentioned it all together because it go together. They Amen. go together. Yes, it does. And, and if you look about, if you look back at it, when you go back, <laughs> I just wanted to, just wanted to shout out my 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 brother in law because he's 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 killing me in the comments. Amen. So um, <laughs> I can't even see him on purpose. <laughs> um, one thing that I wanted to definitely um, say is that you gotta remember this, and even unsaved people do this. They go before God to get married. So that's the root. Before you came and brought two people to make a bloodline, before the bloodline's even made, you came before God to become one. And then you made children. So it, the root is God when right. you look at it. But a lot of people take God out of marriage and parenting and try to figure it out and then wonder why things are all discombobulated, out of order. Things are rougher than it's supposed to be. And, and you know, we do serve a jealous God who'll be like, oh, so you're going to put your, your husband, kids, and your job in front of me. Bet I could show you better than I could tell you. And that that's the things that I feel like with, with God, he's like, man, y'all, you're so worried about the gift. But what about the giver? Because God gives you the gift, but if you can't even appreciate, if a gift can distract you off of your path of Christianity, then he's not going to give, he's not going to give it to you. Because if you can't handle the little things, how can you handle the big things? He was going to, Brittany said something a while back um, that stuck with me. He said, what happened if, if I showed you the life I wanted for you? And but because of your disobedience, you missed out on all this. I sat there and thought about that for a moment and was like, man, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> like, I'm like that, that's stupid deep. Like, I, it, it, it really bothered me because I'm saying, like, what did I miss out because I thought I was doing right? Because I thought I was the one that I was, I'm in control and, and it, it is my way to highway and all these things because of pride and ego and, and, and stupid things that, that I just believed in during that time frame of growing. I, I, I think as a parent, going to how your, your, your book is, 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 is laid out. It's it's that guideline book of what every parent has said. We ain't never had no plan, uh, no plan, playbook, plans, guidelines, or anything of how to be a parent. And a lot of us, let's be real, come from parents that have trauma, so they cause trauma, and then it's just an everlasting lane Cycle. of trauma and and trauma. We is that's our inheritance that we keep giving back to yeah. people. It's just the trauma that we learned from somebody else because they had trauma and they passed it down instead of generational wealth, which is pretty crazy. But one thing I want to say is what are some of your future projects that you have uh, coming down the pipeline that you would like the audience to know about? Well, definitely I'm going to be doing public speaking. Um, The Oakland Library, if you're in California, 
We will be having a uh, book signing there. So it will actually happen. The tickets are free, but you do have to reserve space because it is a limited capacity. We don't want the fire marshal coming and getting us. So make sure you guys go ahead and reserve your tickets. Um, you can find the information on my own personal website where you can also pre-order the book, uh, which is going to be at Jazzy B. So that's J-A-Z-Z-I as an ice and then the letter B, uh, LLC.com. And you can go under the events section and RSVP for the um, Oakland book signing, as well as you will also be able to purchase the book there as well. So right now we are in pre-sales, so you will be able to um, go ahead and get it before it even hits shelves. Um, it should be shipping out on the 26th of this month. So everybody can go ahead and go get their copy. And mm -hmm. then as far as public speaking, I am available. So if you need somebody um, that has a little personality mm -hmm. and definitely has a whole bunch of Jesus sprinkled because I sprinkle all the Jesus in everything I do, um, definitely come holler at me. You can definitely book me through my email at jazzybllc at gmail.com. Amen. And with that being said, I want to first say thank you for coming onto our platform because it's been a great conversation. I think it's it's really deep. I do encourage you to to definitely do that marriage book, maybe do another collaboration because I feel like everything um, as a collaboration gives different perspectives. And you can always learn from somebody else's perspective because they see an angle that you just can't see. So I, I definitely encourage you. <laughs> I'm telling you, my brother-in-law is killing me with the Jesus sprinkles. <laughs> Hashtag Jesus sprinkles because he. <laughs> Amen. So I just thank you for coming. That's my on. PR right there. That, man. Deontay Brown, y'all. Everybody shout him out because he is, he is something else in the comments right now. Um, so with that being said, uh, I just thank you for coming on Noita Radio. Anything that you have coming down the pipeline, let us know. We'll definitely promote it. Like I told everybody for the last six years that when you come on Noita Radio, you're now family. So we definitely want to encourage everything that you're doing because we believe that unity brings change. And if you could just think about if everybody came together, how much of an impact of change can actually happen. So with that being said, y'all know what time it is. It's about that time. And with that being that time, it's about time to go, y'all. So if you did not know, you could download up the Anointed Radio app um, on all of the stores, Apple or Google Play. And you can follow us at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms, on the YouTube. And you can follow us on Facebook. Download the Anointed Radio app. Um, you could donate to us too. The dollar sign, Anointed Radio Network. We're working on soon being on Roku and Amazon, y'all. So we got some TV networks where you'll see this same show that you can see on podcasts because we're on all podcasts but title because y'all know what I say Jay-Z behave mm. <laughs> until he puts me on title so you can follow us on the iHeartRadio Apple, Apple Podcasts Pandora uh, all the podcasty places you can see all of our previous episodes including this one so make sure you follow us on the podcast platform and make sure that you have a good day on this Labor Day weekend. Get you some barbecue, make you some food, enjoy your family because tomorrow ain't promised. So stop bringing yesterday's junk into to new blessings and mercies of the day. And that is today. So with that being said, I see y'all later. Peace out. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Peace.